Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our day with you live today if you're listening to us live. Otherwise, catch us on all the different streaming services, and the best one being WS Radio's app. You can get in the App Store. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter, and we've got a big following now on Twitter, thanks to Marsha and to Kurt uh, for taking care of that. And, Marsha, how do they listen to us on Twitter? If you're going to listen to us on Twitter, hi there. Join me at Marsha Collier with the hashtag Tech Radio. You'll see the tweet. We post the first segment at the top of the hour and at 12.30 Pacific, we do the second one. And if you miss any uh, stories that I promote in the beginning, we usually pick them up at the second half. So do join us for both halves. And you can get both halves on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. And thank you last week for listening to everything we had. That, uh, we had so many listeners on live on Twitter last week. It was huge. Yeah, that's that's great. Fantastic. Uh, Marsha, I always ask you about how your week was. It was a tough week for me. Um, I guess I'll talk about that first. You know, certainly everything going on in the world with the virus, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But personally, and not only personal to me, but for the world, was the loss of Kobe Bryant last weekend. And uh, I was at the Laker game last night for the tribute to Kobe, and it was just brutal, just brutal. Such a tragic situation for Kobe, his daughter, and all the other seven people that were lost on that flight. Happened right near where Marsha and I live, not too far away. And I was in shock. My son called me and walked out of racquetball. My son, call, uh, son called me to tell me, and I stood there. I just I couldn't believe it. I don't think I've ever really, short of anyone that I knew personally, been so emotional about losing someone that I really didn't know. So it was a, it was a tough one. And, the, you know, the, the outpouring of love for the families, for those that were lost, it was just tragic. And I know, Marcia, you were a Laker fan, and, and you've watched them through the years. So I don't know. Tough one. Really tough week. Yeah, it was tough. And I find it interesting. Perhaps someday when we don't have a ton of tech to talk about, would yeah. love to have your daughter, who's a psychotherapist, on. I've read a lot of articles lately on how people now seem more involved in the lives of public figures than yeah. ever. And yeah, it's a sure. very emotional thing. And, and maybe it's not to our betterment, actually. No. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And social media really stirs it up. And well, when we it does. talk. Yeah, when we talk next about the Wuhan virus, yes, yeah, social media just beats the drum and gets people all worked up. Yeah, it's really crazy. And I, I just want to mention the one thing that the Lakers did do, and it was a beautifully done, almost like a, a memorial service at the Laker game. Uh, you know, at the beginning of every, if you're a sports fan, at the beginning of every game, they announce the starting players, and they'll name the name of the player, Anthony Davis, and his number. Last night, they started by announcing each player by saying Kobe Bryant, number 24, and did that and five And they times. all wore the number 24 jersey, which I thought Everyone, was cool. And they showed yeah. that all over the United States. And yeah. I think everybody was really happy to see the tribute to Kobe. It was. You know, people, he was he was beloved across the globe. You know, no matter where you go in an NBA city, 
you will see fans of the Lakers, and Kobe certainly being one of them. So anyway, tough week. I struggled with it, needless to say. Uh, and now we go on to another horrible story that's been going on with the uh, the virus, the uh, the coronavirus. And you sent me an um, an update from a friend of yours in China. That I As thought a matter of fact, really, I think yeah. he's listening now because ah, he, tweeted okay. out, he tweeted out he is in China, he is in Shenzhen. And after last week, and everybody was so interested in the virus, again, social media. And, you know, my friend mentioned even CNN for for uh, information. No, right. CNN, I've been checking the feeds. I shared one with you from the New York Times. All the media is beating the drum and making this way scarier than it is. Yes. Way yeah, scarier. That's what we were talking about last week. Absolutely. I went to my doctor because I'm going to be going to Barcelona for Mobile World Congress. I said, you know, should I bring masks? He says, yeah, you want to bring a mask? Make you feel happy? Go. (laughs) Live and be happy. You look (laughs) funny. You know, it's um, not really necessary. And by the way, if you have a mask on, your eyes are still exposed. And we'll talk about that in a second. Well, the World Health Organization came out and said, if you don't have the virus, you don't need to be wearing a mask. The person that needs to wear the mask is someone that does have the virus. So, you know, exactly. To, to stop it. So, uh, but, you yeah. know, the more I thought about it, if I'm going to be in a plane for yeah. over two hours, why shouldn't we wear masks? I mean, no, think I, about it. Yeah. You ever have that guy hacking in the seat behind you? Dear Always. Lord. Always. Right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, for our own safety, you know, the Chinese have done this for years, for decades. They always wear masks as a a polite thing when other people are sick. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I did share this morning and I retweeted just before we got on the air. Sean Upton, he tweeted his video. Uh, Let me see. I shared it. What time this morning? I shared it at on January 30th. Sorry, I'll share it again. And and I'll share it again now. But anyway, he is in Shenzhen, and he did a thoughtful thing. And you can see him walking through a shopping center. Yes, the shopping center is still open. There's nobody there. No, no, it was empty. (laughs) He didn't have to wait in line for tea, which he was very happy for. Yeah, exactly. And he talked about how... There was a lot of misinformation about people uh, showing pictures of people dropping in the streets. We talked about that last week. Yeah, well, some guy fell down, and the sounds that were identified as gunshots in the background were really fireworks for the Chinese New Year. So the amount of misinformation that is going around, it's an unnecessary panic. It's more psychological. Just keep aware of what's going on. The New York Times runs a page i sent, i can send out a link to it which gives the official death toll is 132 right um and china smartly bolted down and said no travel you know everybody's right. saying oh the chinese government didn't do it right well even right. sean said in his video the people there feel that the government did do it right that the smartest right. thing was for people to stay at home And they have home delivery of some food, I think he mentioned, and I've read in the news. Um, They have little robots that go up and down the halls of apartments, which I Mm -hmm. thought was very cool. I mean, it's not like just because they eat different things doesn't mean that, you know, it's some backwoods country. Well, right. It's a a big country that uh, has a lot of good people. 
And Sean tweeted this morning, making informed decisions about the new coronavirus requires having all the facts and not succumbing succumbing to panic or racism. And I'm afraid, you know, CNN and and um, Sean also talked in his video about these people who call themselves China watchers. Right. And you've heard of them in tech. Uh, sure. Gordon Chang on, on Fox Network. Oh, China. Oh. And these people make a living at beating the drum against the country. Right. So maybe we ought to just ramp down a little. And Sean has a great website where he posts videos and listen to some of these people who work for American companies or American people who work for Chinese companies. They live over right. there. They yeah. know what's going on. And lastly, NPR had a really interesting article, and I'll share it with you, about what doctors say about their role in containing uh, face masks. Uh, right. in containing the virus. Um, your yeah. eyes are still open. <laughs> Wearing yeah. an N95 respirator is serious business. Right. Um, it, it's not an easy thing to keep breathing through constantly. Uh, and germs travel in particles or droplets of air. We don't know how these things are spread. Just stay safe and don't hang around with people and wash your hands. Yes, or use the sure. uh, uh, antiseptic, or what do they call that, the, the stuff you wipe your hands with. The, right. As a yeah. matter of fact, it's interesting. My husband showed me this morning the, a bottle of Lysol. It says it kills coronavirus right there on the Seriously? bottle on the back. Yes, it's an old bottle we had in the house. Wait, what? Coronavirus <laughs> is nothing new. Wait, yeah, it this didn't is start in your house, did it? <laughs> no, no. Oh, um, but the surgical masks people want to use, cheap disposable merch. Uh, surgical masks are right. okay, but the whole point is you need a seal around your nose and mouth. Yeah. And, and preferably, one... if you wear glasses, you're you're in better shape too. Oh, interesting. Well, the one thing I want to mention that Sean talked about, and you talk, you you touched on that, is the social media aspects of what's going on, not only in this, but in everything, in everything we do in life. And at its best, social media is an incredible means to get information out, to follow, you know, people that you want to follow, to to find out information. At its worst, it causes panics, and that's a problem. And you know, he he yep. addressed that. You know, and, and I agree with him totally. We we all love our social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or, you know, the million other Instagram, the million other things you do. But let's use it for good, not for evil. And, and you know, I've said that for years about news networks. The story is always the worst story you can bring because that's how you get ratings. And, and just to give of, you know, Sean credit, his name is Sean Upton McLaughlin. He yeah, lives you, in Sean. China. He works for Weber Shandwick, okay. which is an ad agency we all yeah, know about. Sure. Um, and his website is the China Culture Corner, if you ever want to ask him any questions. It was born the same date as my mom, so there you go. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. And what was that? I don't remember the, the Chinese newspaper. Was it the China News? He mentioned one. Oh, that the, I was... read it, the China Morning Post. Well, yeah, okay, I there you go. He said that's the one the to time. follow. Yeah. Uh, they're the only ones I read, honestly, when I have a question about what's going on in China. Uh, you just search China Morning Post in Google. I'm there, and there it is. And yeah. I believe their Twitter account is at SCMP. Okay, so if you want real information, that was. And thank you, Sean. I thought it was, as I say, very thoughtful and appreciate what you did. Um, okay, th th this is shocking. A vast selling their personal information, or not their personal information, but they're selling stuff. 
uh, before I say that, I would say, hi to Uncle Bill. We have so yeah, much going on. Yeah, yeah, what is this? I always trusted um, a vast. What's the deal with that? And that, yeah. that's, a, that's a bit much. Um, a vast, you expire, you know, from a year with them and they send you emails and pings and nonsense and you're not. And now we know why is because they were packaging detailed user data and they sold it. It doesn't include personal information, but as we've been proven in the past, it can easily be de-anonymized because your IP addresses are in this information. They sold to Expedia, Intuit, Keurig, Conte Nast, L'Oreal, um, Yelp's, Yelp at one point, Google didn't respond to uh, the question, but it seems that every buy, and let me see, Omnicom paid Jump Shot, which was one of the companies that bought from Avast, mm -hmm. over $2 million for access to the data in 2019. Great. So, Thank you for uh, that. Right, and we all like Firefox. Mozilla even pulled Avast's online security and safe price extensions for Firefox. They pulled it because it's just – so boo, Avast. We believed in you. We thought about you. Shame on you. There you go. Hey, by the way, I see Valencia is on with us. So, hey, and Valencia, did you run your – well, she was running a half marathon or she something. She was like running that? some. She uh, she yeah. was running. She was doing a lot more running than I planned on doing. And yeah. I want to say hi to Sasha and Maida also yeah, Sasha. for sharing our feed. Yes. I see that. Um, and also Valencia, if you want to call us, call us and tell us how you did. I see you're <laughs> online, so you made it through it, assuming that you have already done it. Uh, so we want to hear about that, uh, how that went. Or at least tweet to us so we can report it to everybody. Make it quicker. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Uh, and let's see. Okay, so um, ring, ring doorbell. doorbell. <laughs> Yay! I like ring doorbell. Tell me why I should hate it. Yeah, well, just like a vest, which broke my heart. Amazon's Ring security shares your personal data with Facebook and Google. Report says, and who did the did the report? Not just some wacky company. It was the Electronic Found Frontier Foundation. Right. They published its findings after closely examine, examining the Android version of the Ring app. Mm -hmm. The nonprofit determined the app is packed, packed, mind you, with third-party trackers sending out to a plethora of customers personally identifiable information. Now, where the Avast thing, it wasn't personally identifiable. Here it is personally identifiable. And this is done, quote, without meaningful user notification or consent, and in most cases, no way to mitigate the damage done. This is serious. This yeah. is serious. Um, Amazon software engineer said in a statement, you ready? This mm -hmm. is an Amazon software engineer. Ring yeah. should be shut down immediately and not brought back. Wow. I mean, seriously, folks, this is something... You have to think about, and I will share the article later during the show. Now, were they talking about only their indoor stuff, or were they referring as well to their outdoor, like if you have a camp, if you have a doorbell? Okay, so here is, it sees license plates. It reads license plates. Right. right. It says information to the company called Apps Flyer, 
and it shares data from sensors installed on your phone. In other words, it's the app on your phone, not, not the just the device. camera. Yeah. Right. And it's raping data from your phone, not just data, but from your sensors on the phone, uh, right. gyroscope, accelerometer, current calibration settings. They know if you're walking somewhere, they know where you're going. They get all the information. Oh, wonderful. Lovely, That's huh? Wonderful. Yeah. Lovely. So yeah. we have a ring doorbell. I don't use, I do not leave the app open. I do not allow it to give me notifications. When I want to check it, I check it. That's it. Right. No, I do the same thing. I shut it down as soon as I'm done using it. You know, I'll get a notification that somebody's at my front door, and I will look at it at that point, and then I'll shut the app down. Well, what we so. do is we have the ring chime. So we don't even get notifications on the app because that allows the app to be running on your phone. So there is a chime that you plug in, and anytime anybody rings the doorbell, you get a chime elsewhere in your house. Right. So you can hear about it. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? So are you shutting down in your house? You had you had a lot of uh, IoT devices. You had you're, you're you're still using your Nest. You had a Nest, did you not? Uh, Nest uh, thermostat. Yes, the we thermostat, have. Right. Yes, we have three, but we have the old kind. And every time I open the app, it says you really should update your app because the new of app course. has so much more information that will make it so much better for you. Yeah, right. But we ha I haven't updated the app. We have the first edition, and they're dying slowly. Uh, no, not really, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they are dying slowly, but they work. Right. And as long as they work, and because they've learned in my house for so long, they're actually very good. We got a thing from the gas company saying that we uh, were saving money. <laughs> so, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it actually did work, which is very cool. You know, if they say that you're saving money, the reality is they're probably costing you money. Well, in reality, when the gas company says you've used less gas than the year before or the electric company, right? Um. You're, you're not really saving money because they jack up the prices every year. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the scam is to keep the price at a, and edge it up a certain amount. And you're going to save um, and be as conscious of using as you want to be. But it ain't going to help because they're raising the price. Well, yeah, that was the whole trick in retail for years. Before we put a sale on, we're going to remark all our items to a higher price. Then we're going to mark right. them down 20% so they're the same price they were before the sale. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. That okay. That is terrible. Apple IP lawsuit. What's going on? You mean it's yeah. not only the Chinese, haha, they're stealing IP. <laughs> I mean, apparently Apple and Broadcom have to pay $1.1 billion. Billion dollars. Billion. Billion, I say mm -hmm. billion, yeah. In a Wi-Fi chip patent lawsuit. Uh, the original lawsuit was filed back in 2016 by Caltech, interestingly enough. Um, and they this was against the designer Broadcom as one of their biggest customers. Apple also. Uh, Caltech alleged that the Broadcom Wi-Fi chips, which are used in phones, infringe on the Institute's data transmission patents. And guess what? A jury agreed and gave them a, now a billion dollars is like you and I carrying 20 bucks in our wallet for Apple. 
So, right. you know, and for uh, and uh, was it what did you say Broadcom? So, you know, it, it's it sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I'd like to have a billion dollars. But at the end of the day, Apple will pay eight hundred and thirty seven million Broadcom, two hundred and seventy million. Uh, but a, according to the article, not so fast. Apple and Broadcom are going to appeal the decision. Um, and, this you know, is ridiculous. You know, this is just plain ridiculous. It's been in litigation till 2016. Um, uh, the people that sued were a public university. Okay, right. Apple and Broadcom are trying to drill them out of money, and they're using money that could be used elsewhere, like for students and for labs right. and things like that. Right. And if a jury has already said you did it, you probably did it. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. But they'll appeal. But they're It'll just, take another couple of years. That's what they do with lawsuits. Yeah. They keep banging at you until you run out of money or energy. Right. It's and if terrible. they're able to put this off, let's say, for a couple of years, think how much interest they'll earn on that money that they didn't right? have to pay out. You know, so they'll right. get, even if they got a couple of percent in, in interest over that period of time, it's a lot of money. It's another, yep. you know. Uh, $2 million, $5 million, whatever it is. So, yeah, that is ridiculous. And just Caltech's a cool place. Give them the money. Give them their well, money. I, uh, it's a university. They developed yeah. it. Give them what they deserve. Yeah. And they're smart people, way smarter than I am over there. So Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, wait, you say that like I'm that it was true. Well, it is. They are way no. smarter. I couldn't no. go to Caltech, and neither could you. Sorry. <laughs> I've been to Caltech. I visited. Caltech. I've been That's to Harvard. The gift no, shop is amazing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I know, and they got a great state of football stadium there. So I too attended yeah. Harvard at one point for yes. about six hours. So uh, that right. sounds right. Exactly. Uh, all right, Android encryption. What's that? Now this is fascinating. This I thought, and this isn't an Apple Android bitch fest. Right. This is just about encryption. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of headlines recently about the government trying to convince companies to hand over so-called backdoor access to smartphone data. Right. Okay. And critics argue that the government, you know, having access to your private data pretty much defeats the purpose of encrypting data in the first place. And Apple mostly refused to cooperate. So according to an expose from Vice... The government is doing just fine in getting into the iPhones now. Because you, if you remember way back in your memory, there was some company who would charge a large amount of money to, to get into the iPhones and get the data for the government. Right, right. Uh, it seems they're not charging that much anymore because they found a big business in doing this. But they can't get into some Android phones. Um, Detective Rick, Rex Kaiser, who conducts digital forensic examination. Uh-oh. Do we lose Marsha? Somewhere along the line, uh, we lost Marsha. Um, so, yeah, there's apparently the U- U.S. government as well as law enforcement agencies uh, say that uh, smartphone data can reveal a lot about terrorists, people who conduct tool called Cellbrite. Oh, they use okay, a tool called Okay, we lost you, Marsha. Oh, I'm we lost sorry. You for about the, a minute. That's the okay. story is they said that they couldn't get into iPhones at one point, but they could get into all Androids in the old days. Yeah. Now right. it's the other way around. The app that we were talking about, Cellbrite, C-E-L-L-E-B-R-I-T-E, which mm-hmm. is the biggest company that the government hires to crack smartphones, has a tool that will break into any iPhone. Okay, it pulls GPS records, messages, call logs, contacts, even data from Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, 
You know, that, right. you can help prosecute a criminal. However, yeah. the Cellbrite cracking tool is mm -hmm. much less successful on major Android handsets. For example, the Google could uh, the tool could not extract any social media, internet browsing, or GPS data from devices such as the Google Pixel 2, the Samsung Galaxy S9, and you're going to love this. In the case of the Huawei P20 Pro, the cracking software got literally nothing. Now, step back a minute. Could this be why our government doesn't want Huawei phones here? Because right. they can't get into them? Hmm. That, that's an interesting thing to think about. Even a brand new phone such as the iPhone 11 Pro Max, you know, can't be cracked until you apply this Cellbrite thing so yeah, okay. we have to be careful about that and i'll share the article from vice because i find it very interesting that we're not as safe as we are, think we are and and we got another clue as to why they don't want huawei in this country <laughs> yeah interesting okay uh all right so we're coming up to the time of the year that 98 percent of us dread taxes you know the april 15th deadline is now what three months away four months whatever we know february february march april yeah two and a half months away so how do you file your taxes you know a lot of people file online themselves uh if you have a if you're a company work with a company that issues a w-2 if you drive for uber on the side you might have to buy the most expensive version of TurboTax, which is 120 dollars for federal plus 45 dollars for state assuming that you have a state income tax. Uh, but there's a service called Free Tax USA that supports yeah, it's all It's technically against the law to force people to pay for, right. for doing simple taxes. Yeah, well, the free tax supports all major IRS forms and schedules. Uh, you can also, if you don't have a filed state tax return, you can actually get it for free. Um, but if you have to file a state tax return, then it's only uh, $12.95. Uh, Credit Karma tax is also free for both federal and state. Uh, so the IRS free file program, which is nice, if you are just a gross income is less than 69000 uh, and your tax-related issues are advanced, you may qualify for the IRS file free program, which is a partnership between the IRS and the Free File Alliance uh, that works with uh, major providers like H&R Block and such. Uh, and these websites support the 1040 form, which is the most common form you use. It also includes schedules A through E. Uh, so you might be able to get this free program if you want to check into the free IRS free file program. Um, otherwise, there are services like TurboTax, H&R Block. You know, there's a tax act, um, fillable forms. So there's a lot of ways you can do that online, and you don't have to pay for it. And tax prep is expensive, as we all know. So uh, hey, we almost fit everything in. We'll talk about we the GMC did. Electric Hummer when we get back. Yeah. I'll tweet a couple stories. Up. And stay with us. We're coming back on Twitter, and we're coming back on your favorite network. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen, Kurt Boothman, and Wade Taylor on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Can you help a newborn baby in need? Sometimes the blessing of birth becomes complicated and perilous. Miracle Babies is there to help. Miracle Babies helps moms and dads give their all to their struggling little baby, but still need more. 
When you give to Miracle Babies, you help them give more. More skin-to-skin care, breast milk, and love. Go to MiracleBabies.org and give right now. Be their miracle. I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation, all businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. I raised $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 